Hello, everyone. My name is Pastor Maya Rodriguez. I want to welcome you to my weekly podcast. It is a true privilege to be able to share the good news of God's Word with you. Enjoy. say let's pray first come on let's pray first before we go out before we make a decision right before we move before we take that job before we go out to school let's pray first amen I love this series of pray first um, and today, last week, we went through what, what was the tabernacle, right? And we used it as like as a as a map of how we could pray. But now this is a model, and this next prayer is a model that we could use while we are praying. Okay, you don't have to; you can pray in your own words. But we're just learning more about how to pray, so we have more options when we are praying. And how many know that we should pray first? Right? I think if we would pray first before we sent that email or that text message, right? Before we posted that picture, I think if we just paused a little bit and prayed first, maybe we wouldn't have sent that message. Maybe we would have changed the language, right? Maybe we would have taken the picture from another angle or with another, because when you pray first, when you put it before God, then God has his way to speaking into us, downloading his heart into us and transforming us from the inside out. Can someone say amen? Amen. So one of these most famous prayers after, um, after who can give me one of the most famous prayers? Let's see. Our father, right? Everyone knows that one. Our father who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I mean, everyone seems to know this. Even people that are not Christians know the prayer of our Father. But this is another prayer that became super famous, mostly because a book, a little tiny book was written. Can anyone guess? It is the prayer of Jabez. Yes, such a small prayer, but yet it has such an impact. And one of the things about this prayer is that it is found in the book, it's First Chronicles, okay? If you're like, have never read through First Chronicles, if you say you have, I'm going to be like, mm, I don't think so. I don't know if anyone can make it through First Chronicles. Why? Because it's all genealogy. So it's this person, then we got this person, then we got this person, and have this person, and then those the father of this person. And, and it's like, after you just read it, like you try to really pay attention while you're reading it, you know, you're like, okay, there must be something in here. But yet it's name after name after name. And it just becomes kind of tedious to read the book of First Chronicles. But yet I think it's so amazing that among 600 names, the word of God pauses on Jabez. 
among 600 names. Okay, so I love one of the sports that I love the most that I really enjoy going to. I'm no professional. Don't come ask me who the players are, okay? I don't know it. All I know is I enjoy it when I'm there, okay? And it's hockey, I don't know. There's something thrilling about hockey. If you've never been to a hockey game, I don't think you've lived yet. Like literally, you got to go. Something inside is just like, and then you see the puck. And then the guys, they just, they really hit each other. And there's something about that. And yes, I'm a girl and everything, but it's just an amazing game. Like just to see them throw their body into one another and just go for it, you know. And I, it's just such a good game. But one of the parts of the hockey games I don't like is when that camera goes through the audience. And I'm a very outspoken person. I'm very, you know, you would say, but you would think, but it makes me uncomfortable. Mostly with a kissing cam. You know, when the camera goes around and you're wondering if it's going to stop on you. And then in the Golden Knights game, they have this one where you have to headbang. Okay. In every game, there's a song. I don't know what the lyrics are. Someone given to me. But you have to headbang. And I have bad discs, okay? I'm at that age. So I can't headbang anymore, right? And so I'm like going like this. I'm like, okay, because if the camera stops on me, I have to be kind of participating, you know? But you do kind of get anxious in those games when the camera is going. Well, can you imagine the camera? But this is God, right? And he's putting the camera through all of this genealogy because he's breaking down all of the, the, the way that Israel came to birth. Okay. This is, this is all of Israel, the, the birth of Israel. So he's bringing all of this, but then pauses. He pauses on just one person. The camera is there. You're on the big screen. And it's like, I've put pause because I need you to know something about Jabez. He did something. And so I believe that we really have to pay attention because if God singled him out, And said, I need you to know if he interrupted this time of genealogy, it was something for something specific and we could learn from it. Can someone say amen? So first Chronicles four, nine to 10 says the following about Jabez. It says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. It doesn't mention that his brothers weren't honorable. It just says that God saw him as more honorable. Now his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. But Jabez cried out to God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Now this prayer stands out to me because of that last part. Read it with me, if we can put it on the screen. God what? God granted. Say it with me. God granted his request. Say it again. God granted his request. A third time. God granted his request. God paused in this genealogy and took notice of what Jabez asked for. Gave us a little bit of his background, And then told us what conversation Jabez had with God. What request he made to God. And then it just says, and God granted his request, period. And then it moves on. And then so-and-so begot this person begot. It's the strangest thing. 
in all of 1 Corinthians, the strangest thing. Put your phone on the audio, you know, read the Bible on 1 Corinthians, and you're gonna, it's just gonna stand out at you. When sometimes when we read a verse all by itself, we don't understand the context of it. But when you, when you know that this, this verse, this prayer was in the middle of all of these people, you say it must be pretty important to God. So the story that is told here begins with his name. That, by the way, means pain. So it says pain, right, cried out to God. Because Jabez means pain. Now it says that his mother named him pain because she had given birth to him in pain. Now we don't know if the birthing experience, I'm pretty sure it was painful. But we don't also hear anything about his father mentioned. So we don't know if the circumstances surrounding Jabez was painful as well. And as you can imagine, as humans that we are, we're flawed, right? And just because someone's having a child doesn't mean the guy has to stick around. Just because someone's giving birth doesn't mean there's a mom and dad, right? It doesn't mean that the family was in agreement. It doesn't, all we know about Jabez is that the mother looked at him and said, I bore you in pain and now I'm going to name you that. I'm going to label you because what I went through was so painful that now I'm labeling you. I'm labeling my next generation from that pain. So here we see something repeating itself. Come on, you guys. Here we see something very painful, very broken, repeating itself in another generation. Wanting to repeat itself. But Jabez's pain changes the story. Changes the outcome. There is a way. Maybe you've gone from generation to generation with generational curses, right? Maybe you've gone through and you see divorce just as something in your family or separation or incest, right? Or abuse or whatever it is, verbal abuse, physical abuse, um, adultery, you know, divorce, all of those things. And you could be struggling and you see it, but it takes a prayer like Jabez. It takes to where you say, yeah, my grandmother and then her father and her mother, they also, and then my mother and then, but then there was me. Then there was something that I decided to do that I learned and I cried out to God and God granted my request. Imagine if that was our story. Could we be the ones that the camera pauses on, right? The kissing cam, but it's not, it's the blessing cam, right? It's like, it's like, oh, there she is, right? There she is. She's mine. And I blessed her, right? And I blessed him. It's amazing. So it says in the word of God that pain cried out to God. Now, my question is for you, this is homework. Who do you go to first when you're in pain? Because it said pain cried out to God. Jabez cried out to God. He was named pain. He went, right? His mother went through pain. But when he was old enough, it doesn't tell us his age, but he was able now to say something It says he cried, but he cried out to God. Who do you cry out to? Who do you run to or what do you run to when you are in pain? Or when you are going, when you are dealing with an issue? Is the first thing you do text about it to a friend, right? Is the first thing you do is go to the bottle, grab a cigarette, right? Text that person, you know, talk about it with all these other people. 
Or do we actually pray first? Do we have a conversation with God first? Are our first tears shed before God before we shed them before people? Because I believe that's a relationship God is calling us as a church to. That before we are a church that goes and, you know, and cries out and, 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 and puts Bible verses, you know, on Instagram and all, which is great, do it. I'm not saying not to do it. But first, we're actually having that silent time with God, that intimate time with God, those conversations with God that only you and God can have because only he knows what's actually inside of your heart because there's even things that can't even come out of your mouth because they're too dark and they're too dirty. Come on, you guys. Am I talking to the right people? Because they've gone dark and they've gone dirty and they've got the wrong way. They've gone sour. And there's even things that you wouldn't even say you've thought about that. But you can come to God with that. You can open your heart up to God in whatever your situation. So when you're in pain, who do you first run to? In theory, we know it should be God. But who do you cry out to when you need help? Do you think money will fix it all? You know, like David was saying. Do you do you think chasing the bread, right? Making more bread, money is going to fix the situation. Do you think a person's going to fix the situation? Do you think someone just embarrassing them or doing something is going to fix the situation? Or do you say, you know what? We're going to put it before God. And I'm going to trust that God is going to make it happen like he did for Jabez. Can someone say amen? Come on, come on. Give God the glory. So let me just remind you. Remind your neighbor. Remind your neighbor and say, remember, God granted his request. Come on. Maybe you've been asking for something for a long time and you haven't seen it happen. Remember, God did grant Jabez's request. So there's much to learn from this small prayer. And I actually think that's the reason God answers this prayer. Because Jabez was focused on God and not on his pain. See, it says, pain cried out to God. Pain didn't cry out to God and say, heal my pain. Pain cried out to God, and the first thing he said was, bless me. Divorce, it's like saying divorce cried out to God. Maybe you're going through divorce right now. And what you're crying out to God, and you've labeled yourself, or society's labeled you divorce, and you're saying, God, heal me from this divorce or help me. No, instead you're saying, God, just bless me. Just bless me. And you might think, wait, that's kind of, like, what? No, why not? Bless me. Let's believe that. Let's ask God. So number one, pray for blessing. Psalms 5.12 says, For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. So the favor of God actually surrounds you, protects you, goes before you, right? Opens, Opens a way for you. And that's where you cry out to God and you say, bless me. There's so many misunderstandings with this word blessing because most of the people are saying like, bless you when someone sneezes. So if you just thought and I said, bless you, you're like, oh, did someone sneeze? Right? You think that's for a sneeze. Or, or we speak, we say, let's say blessings, right? Let's, let's pray blessings over our food. So we think of that. We think like, oh, missionaries are the ones that we need to bless because they're so poor and we need to send food for the missionaries. But you're like, me? Like, just say, bless me. Like, Jabez. Like, seriously? Like, you just cried out to God and you're like, bless me. Well, 
how about heal you first? How about you're already in pain? No. He's like, you know what I need. Bless me. Pour down from what you have, Lord, over me. Because I might understand it to be something. Nicole was saying it right now during worship. She says, maybe you've been asking God for something. And it's not the answer you thought it would be, but God answers all prayers. But it's not always the yes. It's sometimes the no. And it's sometimes the wait. And sometimes it's you're not ready. And sometimes it's this is not for you. And sometimes it's I see, I see what would happen if I give this to you. So see, God answers all prayers. But God's not human. He's not us. We're not God. Right? So some, so some people think that blessing too is just money. So, oh, pastors, oh, she's going to go into that prosperity, right? That name it, claim it, right? You name it, you claim it, you have it. Like, you were blessed. Oh, yeah, you know, Mercedes Benz, I'm going to have it right now in the name of Jesus, right? So we're naming, claiming everything. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about this hyper-prosperity theology out there, right? Where we're just saying, I want three homes for what? Just to have three homes. Mm, no. Oh, I want two suburbans for what? Just to have them. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, bless me, Lord. Bless me in what way? I think with age, you know, we start noticing that blessing's not just money. It's actually health. (laughs) I'm to that age now where I'm like, Lord, help my bones not to hurt when it's cold. Yeah, I'm one of those now. I'm in your club. If 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 your bones still don't hurt, you're blessed. <laughs> if your bones are in, you're like, oh, I could feel the rain coming. You're blessed, okay? And, and in reality, now when I ask God for blessing, it's like what I used to think blessing was in like a higher paying job. Now I'm like, bless me, Lord, with my family around me all the time that we would have peace together. I feel like that's one of the biggest blessings, right? Bless me, Heavenly Father, with health. Bless me so my bones don't hurt, my back doesn't hurt, and bless me with a good sound mind so I could remember things. Like, blessings is, goes a long way. It's much more than just money, you guys. So it's not just this two cars, three houses, and four dogs, right, you guys? Prosperity is not limited to money. It's more, much more than that. It's to impart God's supernatural favor over your life. Lord, bless me with your supernatural favor. Come on, church. Bless me, Lord, that doors that I couldn't open, you open for me. That I can't explain how I'm in this position. But you not only give me that position, you give me the wisdom to maintain that position, right? That place, that you, you, that whatever it is, those connections. To prosper actually means to push forward. To say, come on, it's you. To make that camera stop and like focus, zero in the blessing camera. It's you. The blessing's upon you. So yes, God wants you to be blessed. In fact, it's in his nature to bless us. Third John 1, 2 says the following, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Come on. In all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Question is, why does God want you to be blessed? Why does God want me to be blessed? Come on, you guys. Why does God want me to be blessed? Have you ever asked yourself that? Why does God want me to be blessed? Genesis 12, 2. I will bless you and you will be a blessing to others. Lord, help us that we would be the answer to someone else's prayer. It's biblical. 
Help us become the answer. Help us to be able to help our family. Help us to bring words of wisdom. Transform us, Lord, so that we are peacemakers. Transform us so that we are light in the middle of darkness. Put me in that friend group. Put me in that situation. Even when I go through trials and temptation, Lord, you will use that in order for me to be able to reach people for you, Heavenly Father. I want to I motivate you to dream while you pray. To dream for blessing while you pray. Because I love, my husband always says this, and he says, if, you, if your dreams don't scare you, right, then why are you even dreaming? Like, they should scare you. They should be dreams so big that you say, I can't do this on my own. Exactly, that's a God dream. If you could do it on your own, that would be a you dream. That would be a me dream. When we say, this is impossible for me to build on my own. What I am seeing, what I am feeling, what I feel inside of me, what God is is pushing me, moving me forward to, is something so much bigger than me that it has to be God. And that brings me to point number two. So not only did Jabez say, bless me, he said, enlarge my, I'm sorry, he prayed for influence. He did say, enlarge my territory, meaning Pray for influence. Once you have God's blessing, he wants to help you to make a difference. Pray for influence. Not just to be in an influential position, which is important, but also in that position that when you speak, you actually have influence over people for good and not for harm not for bad, that you would be the one that brings that word of of life to people, that you would be the one to say, you know what? I understand your struggle is real. I know you're struggling with this. I know that it's hard for you to break that addiction. I know you're drawn to this, but you know what? God has greater things for you. Let me pray for you. And when you do, that things would change, that you would be able to influence people. And I always say, Lord, give me, like surround my words with honey, right? Like, surround my words with honey so that when my husband hears them, when my children hear them, that it would be something sweet instead of something sour. Surround my words with honey. Second Corinthians 10, 15, 16 says this, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you. The problem of of most of us is that we don't do it because we limit ourselves and think that we can only do what we can do in our nature, in our possibilities, in our humanity. But God wants to use you in ways that go beyond. Can you just think of where you work? Or can you just think of where you sit in that one class and who sits around you? Can you just think who's across the next cubicle? Can you just think who's sitting here next to you and what they're going through and what their needs are? And maybe they're sad or maybe they're going through depression. Maybe in their home there's a separation or maybe there's abuse or maybe there's loneliness or maybe there's things that are going on. But can you imagine that God placed you not so that you could do what you can do so that God could use you as instrument to touch other people. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. To have influence over other people. So we pray for blessing. We play, we pray for influence. And here we go. Here's the peas. I, I don't want to get tongue tied. We pray for presence. Come on. We pray for presence. He said, and may your hand be upon me. We pray for the hand of God, for the hand of God to be upon us, 
to move us, to protect us, to fight for us, right? And that's what we pray for our children. So Lord, bless me. Lord, give me influence. Heavenly Father, may your hand be upon me, right? May your presence go with me. Acts eleven twenty one says the Lord's hand was with them and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. With increased blessings, there's new opportunities. When you ask God for blessing, when you are placed in that position, there's new opportunities. And when we're given these new opportunities, we need the hand of God upon our lives. Can someone say amen? Second Corinthians 3, 5 to 6 says this, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves. We have to admit this. Like, I'm not competent in myself, but our competence comes from God. That's where our competence comes from. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of this Holy Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit of the Lord gives life. And I found myself in situations, guys, and I'm almost coming to a close, where I see myself now, and, and it's funny because people remind me of this all the time. You're actually not good enough. I know. I know. Maybe that's the difference between you and I. Maybe I'm standing here today because I know I'm not good enough. See, because I know where God had to reach to to get me out of. I know where God had to go. And when I'm standing here and I've been been given this honor and a privilege until the day that God decides differently, I know that I have been placed here by God. Not because I'm good enough or not because I have everything that it takes, but because I come to him. And before I get up here every single Sunday, I say, Lord, not me, but you. Every day work in me, Heavenly Father. Less of me and more of you. May lives be changed not by me, but by you, by your word through me. And see, that's the difference. Some of us go through life. And I'm going to tell you, you think it's that your competence or your strengths or your things, I could do it better than her. Well, maybe that's why you're not here, see? Because what you disqualify, God qualifies. See, what men say not good enough, God says come closer. See, what's dirty and, 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 and oh, looked, looked down upon, God says, I bless and I sanctify. So pray for blessing. Pray for influence. Pray for his presence. And like Jabez, let's pray what? For his protection. For his protection. And I think many times this is where we lack because we're so blessed. We say, thank you, Lord, for my blessing. Thank you, Lord, because your hand is upon me. Thank you, Lord, for the influence you have given me. Wow, thank you for this new idea. Now I've started it. But guess what? If the devil, if you've seen the devil face to face, if he's on your toes, right? If he's behind you, if he's trying to chase you down, it's because why? Because you're you're stepping on his toes. Because he's called a fight. He's like, hey, after class, see you in the courtyard. He's like, after class, see you in the courtyard. But he's not going to say to those that are on his side. He's going to say it to those that God's hand is upon because we're his enemy. So he's called us out to the courtyard. But see, it's not my fight to fight. It's God's fight to fight. Can someone say amen? It's not your fight to fight. 
what we do is we ask for God's protection. And I want to, I want to motivate you. And I want to more than motivate you. I want to put you on alert. I want to put you on alert. The devil plays dirty and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. During these 21 days of prayer, I'm going to tell you, come the strongest fights, Maybe the dirtiest words, maybe the dirtiest thoughts, maybe you've gone even to the deepest places and you're like, what the heck? 21 days of prayer and yet I'm having the toughest time. It's because the devil doesn't want to let you go. It's because he knows that the hand of God is upon you, that you've asked for blessing, that you are consecrated for God. You have been set apart for his kingdom. You are a good, you are a holy nation, right? We are, we are priests. What we are, we are sent here to be the light, to be the salt of this earth. So when he has a battle with you, it's because of God, not because so much of you, see? And First Peter 5, 8 says, the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So I want to put you in alert. Now, don't call anybody the devil, right? But the devil will use situations and the devil will use um, comments and the devil will use pictures and posts and the devil will use misunderstandings. Just know that during fasting and prayer, the devil uses that. And you and he'll come to you and he'll want to attack you. But you have to be like Jabez and say, you know what? My mother named me pain. But I'm not going to cry out to you about my pain. No, that's going to come later, Lord. I'm going to tell you first, bless me. Hey, bless me. May, your, may, may you give me influence. May your hand be upon me. May your presence be with me, right? And may you protect me and mine. May you protect me in my home. May you protect me. Heavenly Father, stand to your feet. Come on, church. Come on, church. This is a time when we're going to pray. Pray it with me. Pray blessing over you, yourself. Pray blessing over your family. Pray blessing. Pray the presence of God. Say, Lord, give us influence. Make us a family of influence. May it be not just for myself, but for my family, Lord Jesus. I, I... I, I lift up the name of the Rodriguez Heavenly Father. And each one of you lift up your last name. Come on. Declare it for. Maybe they name me pain. Maybe they name me divorce. Maybe they name me adultery. Maybe they name me fornication. Maybe they name me lust. Maybe they name me whatever it is. Anger. Bitterness. Maybe they name me that. But in the name of Jesus... I am no longer that. I am your child. And I cry out to you today for blessing over our home, for your influence, for your presence, and for your hand of protection. In Jesus' name, and the church says, amen. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your family, friends, frenemies. Lord knows we all need more Jesus. Until next week.